0: We have no idea what we're doing.
1: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Amateur Hour, a show where we don't know what we're doing, but we're doing it anyway. My name is Jackson Moon. I'm one of your hosts tonight. I am William LaFour, I'm another host tonight. And I am David Mathis,
0: your third host. What a
1: surprise. It's all of us again in your ears.
0: It's almost like like this
1: is the, what, 18th time now? It's almost like this is the standard format that you should be expecting by now. (laughs) And yet, you're always surprised, aren't you? Next week,
0: three totally different people should be hosting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, what if we did that? What if we just asked, like, some friends just to do one and just introduce themselves? let them go?
0: Yeah. Even better is if... We had three different people host, but introduce themselves as us,
1: but,
2: but they're going to sound different. completely yeah. different. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll surprise some people with that. I'll just cut this part out or maybe I'll leave it in. And only the people that are real listeners will understand. Yeah. Apparently not our brother. No. Yeah. We, t- we had a conversation with uh one with our little brother today and. I was making a joke and I think people in the, the chat chain were or the text chain were taking it too seriously. <laughs> and to be fair, it's hard to gauge like sarcasm over text. But I was making a joke and people were like jumping out my throat. You being one of them, by the way.
3: I know. But <laughs> I was like, I was, it was joking. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first time in the group chat. Uh, people weren't dogging on me. So I had to take full advantage. Of it. Yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> but that's fair.
3: Yeah, Stephen, Stephen texted me and said. Jackson needs to chill.
1: It's like <laughs> obviously like somebody doesn't listen to our podcast, so rooting out the the non-believers. Rooting out the people who
0: don't understand your brand of sarcasm.
1: Yeah, I guess. It's okay though. Steven, if you're listening, we still love you, but hopefully you are listening. But if you're not, then we don't. Yeah. But you'll never Wait. know,
0: so who cares? No.
3: <laughs> If you are listening, text Jackson and I both that you love
0: us.
1: Yes, right now. Right now. Go two weeks
0: in the past and text them right now. We're still waiting. Hey, I guess time travel doesn't exist.
1: <laughs>
0: or at least um, Stephen's not going to be the one to solve it.
1: That's right. <laughs> that's Sorry, Stephen. Uh, just at the top of the episode, want to go ahead and get some stuff out of the way. If you would like to, contact us to either... Uh, talk about how much you love the show or hate the show. Hopefully, the former uh, rather than the latter. Or if you have any suggestions for topic ideas that you'd like to hear us talk about, or just would like to hear talked about uh, by somebody else, maybe we can get a, a special guest on to talk about something very specific. Make sure you email us at info at amateurhourpod dot com. You can also uh, find us on social media.
3: Yes, uh, Twitter at. Amateur underscore pod, tweet at us, DM us, hashtag us, whatever you want to do, please. Yeah,
1: we would love to hear from you. And uh, we would also love it if you would obviously make sure you're subscribed to the podcast if you like the content that we're putting out. And you can you can hit some star reviews on there. I think we have like three. Rev- well, we have three ratings on iTunes right now, which is great. Um, one of them just so happens to be William. Uh, And he's also the only one that's actually reviewed the podcast. And he gave it, uh, I would say, a very mediocre review. Wait, Uh, what? (laughs) (laughs) No, like, to be fair, he gave us five stars. But uh, the review was, like, very entertaining. Great podcast. (laughs) It was a very bland review. My my review of your (laughs) review
0: is three stars. You, you, You get a C.
1: Uh, so hosts are a little annoying. <laughs> 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 Couldn't listen to whole thing, but seems okay. <laughs> but yeah, if you would just uh, if you are listening and you enjoy, we would really appreciate the ratings and the reviews. It helps the sh- helps the show out a yeah, lot. You, so. you got
0: to help us get into other people's ear holes, just like we're in your ear holes every week.
1: Yeah, we're not just saying that because we want to pat ourselves on the back and read your reviews. It actually does help. Uh, The algorithm for uh, iTunes and I, well, it wouldn't help Spotify since they don't have a rating system, but it does help get it to other people's ears when you rate and review on Apple podcasts. And I actually just realized that we're also on Google podcasts just because Google controls the Internet. And if it's (laughs) if the podcast is on another platform, Google already has it. So I found that out recently. So. You can go cool. listen on Google if that's more convenient. Uh, and Google has a review system as well.
0: So. I'm going to be honest. I didn't realize. Excuse me. Let me start that over. I got to be honest. I didn't realize Google even had a, pod, a Google podcast system.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I did not either. I didn't either until like last week. And I looked us up and we're there. So they literally hmm. just like grab RSS feeds from wherever they are and uh, put them on their own podcast platform. We didn't even have to submit it. It was great the king of the so,
0: internet
1: that's right well today folks we're doing another re- uh, movie review i'm pretty excited about this one we actually watched it yesterday so it's fresh on my mind and uh, we're going to be reviewing a tick tick boom the lin-manuel miranda directorial debut say that five times fast no no try please <laughs> try <laughs> lin-manuel miranda no okay can't debut. even say it once <laughs> Lin
0: Manuel
1: Miranda directorial debut. That was that was perfect enunciation. I love it. L- Thank you. Lin Manuel Miranda directorial debut. Yeah. Now say that was more like with a, say it with an accent. But. <laughs> Lin- <Marine, Marine>, <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Tick Tick Boom uh, is a musical that just recently came out. I mean, just a few weeks ago, I guess. Now, right yeah probably yeah like three maybe it
3: was yeah i think it was mid-november or somewhere around there
1: it's the story of jonathan larson he is a writer a musical a theater writer uh who wrote uh, people most know, mostly know him from writing rent uh probably the most famous musical broadway musical that he's ever written um, I think it's literally his only Broadway musical as well. True, that's the only one it's, that was yeah, on Broadway. Yeah, on Broadway. That's yeah. true.
3: Um, but the the movie itself is the film adaptation of his off Broadway musical, which is the first musical that he actually got to be performed uh, in front of a live audience.
0: Yeah, it was. It was started out as a rock monologue. Uh, called 3090 that later then became boho days that then mm-hmm. was converted like a year or two later into an off Broadway tick, tick boom. That was like three actors. And then after Larson's death, uh, uh, let's see, Leacock Hoffman, Robin Goodman, and David Auburn transformed it then into the full musical version
3: And I believe I believe he died like the night before the opening. Uh, That
0: was of rent. He died the the night before before the opening of rent on Broadway. So he actually never saw any of his plays done on Broadway.
1: Yeah. Major spoiler alert right at the beginning. He uh, (laughs) Jonathan Larson uh, does die, unfortunately. uh, And they talk about that in the film. And it's extremely sad um, that he did not get to see his work. Fulfilled in the way that I know that, that we know by seeing his life on the screen that he probably would have loved to see, which any artist I'm sure would have loved. But as tragic when I I mean, you pretty much find that out like at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Oh, and, OK, that's what
0: I was going to say. I it's been a couple weeks since I watched it. I didn't actually remember the movie talked about him dying. Is it? It does. Yeah. Is it just sure in like it. a blurb, it's a like a written blurb at the beginning or something?
3: Yeah, it's because there's there's a monologue at the beginning and it talks about like the creation that he would never live to see
2: mm-hmm. or something like that. Oh, OK. And it
3: just kind of mentions it in passing. In the movie, it, it it just goes like a um sort of like in the blind side where it kind of like has the credit roll afterwards with the pictures. Yeah. And, you know, it does that sort of thing to talk about his death. It doesn't actually like show it in the movie. Yeah,
1: Um, but- it does talk about it right before the end credits too. When when yeah. they talk about the, the Broadway debut of rents, um, I think uh, the character of Susan does like a voiceover yeah. about yeah. him not being able to see it.
3: Very sad, very sad ending to the movie, but it, oh, I
0: think it was a great movie. So
2: and we'll get yeah.
3: into that.
0: And I mean, the movie's not really about him dying and not seeing rent it's that's just the end of Jonathan Larson's tale and so it fit in the movie is about Jonathan Larson's journey from nobody to playwright
1: yeah yeah it's a classic like almost rags to riches but not quite rags to riches tale right rags to
0: almost riches but I was wrong. Yeah. I'm still
1: rags. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield plays Jonathan Larson. And I'll say I-, I started watching the movie. And at the very beginning, you see him in that that small theater. And he starts monologuing while he's on the piano. And I don't know like a ton about Jonathan Larson. I've I'll admit right off the bat, I have actually never seen Rent. Uh, I know the like the most famous song, the five hundred, twenty five thousand, six hundred minutes song that everybody knows. But I'd never like seen or seen any videos or like heard any of Jonathan Larson stuff. So as soon as I saw Andrew Garfield in character, I was like, and this guy is eccentric. If, if he's playing him the way like I'm assuming he studied him. I want to see what this guy is about before I even continue watching this movie. So I went on YouTube and I just found a, uh, a monologue of Jonathan Larson on the piano in a theater. And it ended up being like the same, it was the diner song oh, that he plays. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I watched the, I think it's called Sunday breakfast or Sunday something. Yeah.
3: Sunday, I think. Yeah.
1: And uh, so I watched his, his sunday song him perform that live and then i went and watched the movie and i was like man andrew nailed it yeah I, i i will say that right off
0: the bat pretty much everything that we have film of jonathan larson doing these parts i mean andrew garfield's basically a clone of those scenes at least. Now, I mean, his everyday mannerisms outside of that, I'm assuming we're pretty close. I would assume that Andrew Garfield wasn't able to literally become Jonathan Larson's clone and make those perfect too, but man, I was I've seen some videos of like the side-by-side rock monologue portions of a few different songs of the old grainy recordings of Jonathan Larson doing it versus the movie and Andrew Garfield did a great job recreating it. Lin-Manuel Miranda's direction of literally trying to recreate that. I mean, even the, the videography of how it looks while it's happening is all spot on. and It's very impressive. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I I, I didn't see it until afterwards, just because like you, like Jackson, I, I'd never seen rent either. um, I'm not a huge musical person. There are very few musicals that I enjoy, but this is one of them. And so that was like, that kind of got me interested in this dude, this dude's life and like what he actually did. So I went back afterwards and I watched a lot of his stuff. And yeah, like it's, <clears throat> it's crazy how, how accurate he was with that. And it, it just kind of shows, you know, Andrew Garfield's level of, of acting, being able to recreate something like that so methodically and so accurately um it's it's pretty impressive
1: so yeah the uh the first thing i noticed was his hair yeah (laughs) and i was like what is it is this like a very accurate representation of this how jonathan larson wore his hair and then i saw the video and i was like oh yeah okay yep yeah (laughs) yeah they they got that right it is (laughs) (laughs) i respect it yeah so William, you said you don't really like musicals. I was actually going to ask you guys individually about how you felt about musicals, just because I'm not one to like seek out watching musicals. I have seen musicals, like I've seen, I've actually seen one Broadway show. It was Bullets Over Broadway, uh, which is a Woody Allen um play starring Zach Braff. Like when we went to. Uh, New York, we got to see that, which is pretty cool. And I have seen Wicked off Broadway twice, and I really liked Wicked. I thought that was really good. And other than that, like I've seen Sound of Music, and then at our college that we went to, uh, obviously I went to almost all of those musicals. But when it comes to like sitting down and watching a musical, I'm not like, yeah, let's watch a musical. For me, it's it's odd because.
3: I did a lot of plays growing up and I did musicals growing up. Um, but I'm not a fan of watching musicals. I find them very odd because I just I wish people would talk instead of just kind of randomly start <laughs> just singing. singing out in song. Will yeah. you
0: please monologue <laughs> to me what's going on
3: yeah, and like what what is singing? happening? <laughs> Why does everyone know the same lyrics of the song you are making up? <laughs> like I it just it doesn't logically go with my brain. It doesn't. Yeah, it, it's just very something not disconnected. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, but there are very few musicals that I enjoy watching, one of them being The Greatest Showman. I just really like the soundtrack to that. That's one of those ones that like I watched and I was like, OK, I actually really like this movie. Lame is I wanted to die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of high school. Of musical, joy, right. Obviously a classic <laughs> uh, one, two and three actually excluding two. Cause that one was
0: awful, but two and but, three, I mean, why do you think, or, or I mean one and three, why do you think yeah. two was so bad? Was it really that your brother just kind of phoned in that one?
1: I knew you were about to do something like yeah,
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> he really just threw the towel. Yeah. And just decided not to care. He didn't even
3: try. <laughs> nice, nice work. Um, uh, but yeah, so that this was this is another one of those musicals. I think I, I added to my list of so now there are four musicals that I enjoy watching: The Greatest Showman, High School Musical One and Three, and. <laughs>
1: boom. It makes me laugh every time I hear you say that. That's like in your <laughs> in your top musicals.
0: Wait, are you being serious? That wasn't a joke. No, that's being serious. This is the <laughs> only musicals that I enjoy watching.
2: Okay, well, uh, <laughs> so yeah, basically. I,
0: if it's got Vanessa Hudgens in it, it's a good musical. Yeah, and if it good. doesn't, it's bad.
1: That's a but good that's fair. In.
0: I didn't even think about the fact that uh, but she's not she's
3: not in the greatest showman though.
2: Mm. Are that's you
3: clear. sure? She might be. <laughs> it's possible. She could be in the background.
1: I don't yeah, think she's she really funny when uh, I saw Vanessa Hudgens and I like kind of recognized her. And she was yeah. basically just a background character for the first hour of the movie. And I'm like, yeah, I, is that Vanessa? I have any Hudgens?
3: Yeah, any question whether or not that was her? I had to look it up because I, I still didn't know for sure. I was like, well, maybe it
0: just looks like her. Yeah. Yeah. They used but. her as an artist playing the role in Tick Tick Boom when Jonathan Larson is putting it on in the current day thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if she had a very weird role, but she did yeah. very well. I mean, I thought her vocals were spot on for, for everything yeah. that she was in. And actually, the my favorite song from the whole thing is the one, the relationship one between mm, uh, Larson yeah. and her character. Because the, mm-hmm. the facial expressions of how totally unhinged they look <laughs> during that portion is fantastic.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was you very talking well about the, performed. Uh,
0: just
3: like the duet between them, not the not the... The song that he took forever to write. No, no, no.
0: no. The duet the yeah, okay. between them. Yeah.
3: Okay. Gotcha. That that, that's I a good I feel bad that
1: you feel bad that. Yeah. Feel feel bad. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was really cool. I liked that part too. Also,
0: I've never heard a song written about a couple fighting so accurately. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. It it's yeah. like basically
0: <laughs> every fight ever.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, what about you, David? How do you feel about musicals in general?
0: I would say I'm like medium musical. Like I. I
1: You're lukewarm you, on musicals.
0: Well, like I really enjoy them, but I'm not the kind of person that's I'm similar to you that I don't really seek them out. But I've seen I've either being put on by like high schools or colleges or uh, theater troops like around town, uh, that kind of thing. I've seen lots And almost all the time, very much enjoy them. I mean, I grew up doing chorus and that kind of stuff. So I really liked watching these things and trying to recreate the music myself and that kind of stuff. But like, I've never actually seen a Broadway ever. Uh, I've seen. I mean, stuff that isn't. Not it's not off Broadway because it's still not in New York, but it's things that were Broadway now performed by other people i've seen lots of those uh so yeah i'd say i'm very interested but haven't put the time and money into like really getting into it
1: yeah i would say that if you guys had not suggested doing this as a review on the podcast i might not have ever watched this movie like that's you know i might have like if somebody else was like hey we should watch this movie but I saw the previews for it. and I was like, oh, that looks, that looks pretty good, but I wasn't like, oh, I really want to see that. But now, yeah. like, I'm really glad I watched it because it was very good. Yeah, but
3: yeah, that I I happened to see an interview with Andrew Garfield because they were they were questioning him about the new Spider-Man movie. But then they were also <laughs> like, like, oh, okay, while we at least have you here, let's talk about this movie. You're definitely since
1: you can't tell us yeah. <laughs> that you're definitely in this movie. If you're um, listening to
0: this right now. You're in the future and you know and you the know. answer yeah. of whether Andrew <laughs> and we Garfield don't. is really in Spider-Man or not. We don't
1: <laughs> yell it at us through the radio or through your <laughs> headphones right now, if you know, because we are on the brink of knowing. Scream the yeah.
0: information to us through the ether.
1: Yeah,
3: but but I, I so I watched the interview and I was like, oh, OK, because I, I like Andrew Garfield. I think he's a I think he's a good actor. He's only been in a few like um major things besides spider-man in this movie like he was in uh what was the uh what was the, the war movie um, i was
0: just trying to I
3: remember what you it was were gonna called. ask me that and he i couldn't the remember. doctor
1: yeah i'm going i'm looking it up right now the uh, like the, the one the is it hacksaw Ridge? it's called yeah, hacksaw, ridge. Yeah, hacksaw, ridge. Yeah. hacksaw ridge yeah hacksaw
3: ridge yeah and that's
1: the that's the one
3: cut movie right or the one or it's supposed to look like no one
1: that's a completely different movie
3: is that a completely different movie never mind yeah I'll never, disregard that but he, so i never really saw Hack, that
1: i never saw hacksaw ridge oh i really and liked it was it good because yeah. it was really good i saw the previews and i want to be honest the reason i haven't watched it is because of andrew garfield's accents that he puts on <laughs> <laughs> in the previews and i'm like i don't know that i could sit there <laughs> and have Andrew Garfield talk like that for an hour and a half at me.
3: It, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Now it's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember enjoying it. But that's like, that's that's the only reason I, I watched this movie in the first place is because I saw him. And I was like, oh, OK, you know what? Like, I'll give it a shot. And I'm like you said, I'm very glad I did because it was a wonderfully made movie. And I immediately texted Julia and was like, hey, have you seen this? Because I know she likes musicals a lot. And she was like, no, I haven't seen it. I was like, well, you need to watch it like tonight yeah did she watch it did she text you in her review i know i don't think i don't know if she ever did she never told me
1: she probably didn't she probably didn't nah she's probably like oh william likes it there's no way i would like it Yep. oh wow (laughs) probably
0: (laughs) yeah brothers and sisters have very high regard (laughs) for each other's opinion
1: (laughs) they just fight they fight too much but uh speaking of musicals and lin-manuel miranda i really enjoyed hamilton That's one that I have seen a couple of times, and I know that's going to be like, oh, yeah, everybody. It's like the the mainstream musical. But honestly, like. The music in that is really, really, really good, and I really enjoyed it.
3: I've never I've never seen it.
1: Oh, you haven't seen that one. I have not. Okay, I'm not going to push you. Well, no wonder Julia won't listen to to you then. Because yeah, I that's think it's her favorite is...
0: thing in the world. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's, yeah one it is. Of fa- it's one of Julia's favorites. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> Julia, if you're listening to this, text William right now and tell him to watch Hamilton.
3: <laughs> they put it on Netflix, though, didn't they? Like they it's no, on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Disney Plus? Okay. Yeah.
1: We actually watched it. I watched it with Julia when it premiered on D- Disney Plus. She was visiting us at the time. In is it Tennessee. the original cast or
3: is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah. And then David watched it. At my house. Do you remember that? Yeah. I wasn't even here. I was like working and you came to visit us. And you're like, oh, I watched Hamilton today. It's <laughs> <was> like, oh. <laughs> yep. I needed something but- to do. I, I, I had
0: driven through the night. I slept for a few hours. I got up and I watched Hamilton.
1: <laughs> yeah. What did you think of that? Oh, it was good. I liked it. Lynn manuel Miranda. So It was... So, is
0: this podcast just going to become or this episode just going to become us trying to say names
1: quickly
0: i used to live there <laughs> um, me too actually uh, but uh yeah the hamilton i really liked I didn't watch it for a long time. I mean, like the Jackson story about when I watched it, that was only a few months ago. Yeah. Uh, I waited a long time for a couple different reasons. One, because it was too hyped. Like I was very concerned. There was absolutely no way on earth it could live up to what everyone was saying about it. Yeah. So I let everything cool for a long time. And I also Kate had been listening to the music for like a couple of years now. And so, I mean, I had heard the music, so I knew what that was. I was like, OK, I don't I mean, that's the part that's amazing, right? Is the music from this? What do I need to see the movie for now? When I finally did see it, I'm glad I did. It was very good. And it probably actually did live up to even the the height of the hype, although I'm not sure if I would have thought that had I watched it then. Uh, but yeah, it's very good. I I have a lot of respect for Lin Manuel Miranda. Uh, I mean, I've I remember him popping up in sh- shows and movies for years before. I mean, like back to the mid two thousands. And so I mean I yeah, knew he who was, he was. It was like okay, yeah, he's the guy that his character raps in everything he's in. Uh- <laughs> yeah, he, he like showed up in How I Met Your
3: Mother at one point. Yeah, like he, on a train scene, he yeah. just starts like rapping on a train, and I'm like, wait, who?
0: yeah, in the sixth maybe season of House MD. He is Dr. Doctor- oh, is he in a house? Yeah, he's Dr. House's roommate when they're in uh the the like it's not an insane asylum, but it's it's like a place wherever they're getting like an institution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're getting around yeah. the clock therapy and that kind of stuff. And so I mean I've liked him for years. He just I also liked him because he was like haha funny a joke kind of thing. I mean, cause his characters were always ridiculous and they always rapped at the weirdest, most inappropriate times. Uh, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I mean, yeah, his music is cool. I don't really want to see this though, so.
1: <laughs> but I was so wrong. I, I'm, I'm looking it up and he was also an uncredited soldier in the rise of Skywalker. Oh, who knew weird, but yeah, he, he does. He just popped up out of, in like little roles everywhere and then he did Hamilton and then he did Moana uh, and Mary Poppins and a lot of people probably seen In the Heights which I have not seen yet I have not seen no which
0: the way I understand it when he was popping up as like one-off characters in tv shows was when he was writing and began performing In the Heights and Hamilton on Broadway so, like, he was mm-hmm. actually a big deal even back then. I, we just didn't know it because we're not Broadway heads. Yeah, that's not like, like well, a, I don't, our thing. Yeah, I don't go to Broadway. I've literally never
1: been because I've never been in New York. Uh, so, if you didn't keep up with musical theater, you probably didn't know who he was right. until Hamilton got all that hype or Moana yeah. or whatever it is that you know him for started getting popular in your circles.
0: Exactly. But like this, I didn't realize this was his until after I watched it. I didn't realize this was his directorial debut. He he did fantastic. Uh, I had thought that he had like co-directed one of the other things he had been in, whether it was Moana or uh, the Mary Poppins movie, one of the two. I just kind of assumed that he had. Uh, Right. But yeah, he did a great job. It was very, very well done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's mostly writer, performer sometimes producer but yeah he did a fantastic job and uh i think we've given him like quite a few props but uh he is definitely one of those people that like i know in even the next few years we've seen a lot of stuff from him in the past several years and i feel like he's just gonna like keep pushing and pushing and giving us really really good um media absolutely Have you guys seen In the Heights? I think you asked me that, but I didn't answer. I haven't seen it yet. No, no. Yeah, it looks really good. And I like the uh, the main character is from Hamilton and he was one of my favorite characters. He's
0: started. I I think Lin-Manuel Miranda is starting to become kind of like. um, Oh, shoot. I just forgot his name. The comedy guy from that was on SNL in the 90s. Happy Madison Productions uh Adam Sandler. Yeah, he's starting to become kind of like Adam Sandler, and that he's got like this little crew of people that are in oh, literally yeah. everything. Everything he makes.
1: Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. this had probably half like the Hamilton cast in very minor roles of randomly throughout the movie. In the Heights had a few. Plus, then the the guy that played the main character was one of the m- main people in uh, Hamilton. Yeah, he played his. Son, that was the second character he played. He played his son. What was the first character? I can't remember.
1: It was another soldier, uh, in the very beginning. Yeah, Uh, um, I can't remember what his name was now, but yeah, I don't either. But it's good, yeah, it's kind of like Christopher Nolan and Leo Leo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah. it's just like everything (laughs) that he's in, or or uh, Tom Hardy and (laughs) and (laughs) Christopher Nolan, or Christopher Nolan with any of the famous actors that he, he works with. Right, exactly. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, you're right. It's probably right. And it's because those those people are musical theater background people. And so, like, they work together, they get close and they just work on projects together and they know how they work. So it's it's a lot easier. It's probably makes it a lot easier uh, to direct people that you've worked with before, which makes a lot of sense.
3: Yeah, probably also more fun but it's like exactly yeah you know you get along
0: with them you work well together why not uh but i was saying i I saw the movie in the heights that came out earlier this year at some point i think it was i think it was on like hbo plus or something or max i get all the stupid streaming names confused hbo max uh how would you rate that uh like an eight out of ten it was it was very good. good
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it Wait, wasn't way like below my socks off, said, uh, but it was good. <laughs> made me think it was going to be lower than an eight. No,
0: no, 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 <laughs> Like if eh, I give eh, nine and a half. I mean, let's say Hamilton is a 10. I'm not sure yeah. that I would actually put it there. I mean, I would probably be more comfortable saying it's a nine, but let's say Hamilton is a 10. Then in the heights would be an eight.
1: Yeah, we can use the Hamilton as the high bar. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh
0: yeah, I've never seen the actual musical production, like the on stage, but the movie was very good. Might have to watch. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch that one. Vanessa Hudgens it, isn't in it, so you probably won't like it.
3: Well, Oh uh, well, then never yeah, mind. no, probably <laughs> not. No.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, I feel like uh, Vanessa Hudgens is is uh one of my hall passes.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: moving on wait I need to know who the other ones are now <laughs> uh, well one of them is 2012 Katy Perry 2012 Katy Perry yeah okay so you Before you've chosen to hair. throw away one of your hall passes because it's literally impossible because time travel isn't real okay keep going yeah <laughs>
3: um oh, who's the other one uh, well it must not see, be that a lot important of, <laughs> a lot of mine are like, are like in the past people so, so all of them are not
0: possible other well, than maybe Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens. Hushins,
3: yeah, she's she's still up
1: there. This was a yeah. weird anyway, So place Andrew take, Garfield. Uh,
3: <laughs> so Andrew Garfield, yeah.
1: So Andrew Garfield, I thought I was reading some of the like I love reading movie trivia on IMDb, which I'm sure a lot of people do, and you guys might have already read some of the stuff. Alexandra Daddario, sorry, continue. <laughs>
0: Does it have to be from
1: when she was in Lightning Thief, or is it any anything, anytime? Okay. She was in light. She was in Percy Jackson. Yeah,
3: yeah. She was the she was Annabelle. Annabeth.
1: I've only seen that movie once. Annabeth. That's what I meant. Annabelle, the the creepy doll. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, she looks so different.
0: Never mind. She, take her off the
1: list. <laughs> So, I like reading uh, IMDb trivia facts. And one of the most interesting ones that I read was that Lynn Manuel Miranda and Andrew Garfield had a mutual friend who was a massage therapist. Yes. And so, Lynn Manuel Miranda asked this massage therapist uh, if he knew if Andrew Garfield could sing. And uh, this gentleman said, Yes, he has the voice of an angel. And then, as soon as Lynn left, he called Andrew and asks if Andrew could sing, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was really funny. And also just like mad props to that guy for being a major friend.
2: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, like, oh, hey, by the way, Lynn manuel Miranda just asked me if you can sing and I vouched for you. <laughs> so I don't actually have be- a
0: clue if you can sing or not. So <laughs> you better get tell me
3: you can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Andrew, Andrew took like voicing less voice lessons for like over a yeah, year a to prepare year. for it. Cause he was cause somebody was like, I didn't know you could sing. And he goes, Well, I can't, but <laughs> Yeah. I th- can I, I can now. Like I was he about can, to say yeah.
1: he can. He I was so surprised because I didn't know yeah. that Andrew Garfield can sing. And then I saw him in this and I was like, I wonder if they if they got somebody else to do his like singing voice. And then I looked that up and I was like, no, he specifically trained to be able to sing in this movie. Yeah
0: I, yeah, I think it really was out something that, I mean, it's not, he did not have the ability to sing in this training, gave it to him.
1: The training right. just really
0: refined it. Uh, but yeah. I do think yeah. that singing before this was something he wasn't comfortable with.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, it's not, you don't see him and be like, oh, I bet that guy can sing or like, and he's never done that in any other thing that I've seen him in. So it was just very surprising, I guess, was my point. Yeah. And, you know, you see some shows or movies where the main character has a part where they have to sing. And it turns out later on that they are dubbed over by another like professional singer. Right. And like he really committed to this role, not only in learning the mannerisms of Jonathan Larson, but like really nailing his singing voice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you see Zac Efron in a movie and he starts singing. You're
0: like, okay, yeah, that was expected. Uh, But I I wasn't (laughs) watching this going, yeah, he's going to sing. Or I mean, when I watch Andrew Garfield movies, rather, I don't look at him and go, yeah, he's going to sing at any moment now.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I do want to say that I do like the greatest showman music. I did not like the movie.
0: I agree 100 percent. That's one of the ones. So, so I watched greatest showman a couple of years ago, and that's actually one of the reasons I did not watch Hamilton for so long was because yeah. everyone was raving about it. I watched it. and yeah. it was like, that was kind of meh. <laughs> the musical, yeah, like the, the story- music is great, but the oh, movie yeah. the itself music was fantastic. is fantastic. Like, uh, but
1: the, okay. s- the storyline, like the plot just like got away from it. I think yeah. a little bit.
3: I, yeah, and it, I, I it really see took that. me
1: away from like the actual movie, but I, I do agree with you that the mu- the music was fantastic.
3: Yeah, and that's probably more so why I like it. I just sing the whole time.
1: The that's plot, fair.
3: you know, the plot. Oh, is, no, you know, wait, I, I figured can... it
0: out. All of your musicals have to have either Zac Efron or Vanessa Hudgens
1: in it. Because fair. of High School Musical. Because, because of, High School of High School Musical. School musical. You were ah, introduced we with High School secrets. Musical
0: 1. And if anyone else is singing in a movie and they're not also singing in the movie, you're not okay with yep. it. I'm not okay with it, no <laughs> We've cracked the code
1: It makes so much sense now
3: <laughs> But no, one one thing that bothers me About The Greatest Showman That I liked about Tick Tick Boom um, Is that there were no children Singing, that is my pet peeve. <laughs> Like in movies when children sing Or in TV shows where they'll make like a musical Episode and like children Start singing, I immediately Want to turn it off <laughs> it is the worst
0: you are so hard against this i don't know i mean do you just hate kids is that what it is no i
3: i don't i love kids it's a thing like i i love i love kids
1: you just don't want to hear him singing i don't want to you just want them to shut
3: their mouths be seen (laughs) like watching children cry is hilarious watching (laughs) them sing makes me want to die
1: (laughs) i (laughs) <laughs> it's just, one I, thing i, I do love about our podcast and uh, feel free to steal this for review anybody out there is how much we get to learn about william's character <laughs> <laughs> my really character is just so in enla- really
0: your character <laughs> as dynamic we learn is a word more, for it yes the more we learn the more i understand the mustache because it fits
1: <laughs> you just curl it a little bit at the end and become <laughs> evil william that's what I'm working on. <laughs> oh. So, yes, you're right. There was no singing children in Tick, Tick, Boom.
3: So it automatically goes up five points.
1: Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying, though. It's just so bad. It's it's sometimes okay, weird, need too. Help.
0: I really don't get what you're saying. <laughs>
3: <laughs> OK, so, you know, you know, in The Greatest Showman where there's the scene where they're like it, it starts them as children and then transitions to them singing it as adults. When the children start singing, it just sounds unnatural because they're, they're, they're not singing it like normal. They have to like do stuff to it because they probably can't sing very well, but they're the actors, so they have to be in it. And they like voice over it, and they change it, and they auto-tune it, and it just sounds wrong.
0: If those stupid kids would lose their ego and let someone else sing it for them. Gosh, what yeah. is America coming to? It's just so bad.
3: Like in there was there's an episode of a show um, called Lucifer and in they did a musical episode and one of the children sings and it just sounds like it does not sound like her. It It is just it's terrible and it makes me so uncomfortable. And like literally every show that's ever done a musical episode, if there is a child singing, I skip the scene
0: because I can't watch it. OK, so the problem isn't the child singing. The problem is that they modify the child's voice so much to try to make it sound more, uh, like, uh, mature.
2: And therefore their voice
0: doesn't match their regular speaking voice. And that's what throws you off. Yeah. I'd say half and half. Okay. So you also just don't like the melodic tones of children singing. No. Okay. No.
3: Unless Any it's in like a
1: Christmas carols.
3: I absolutely, well, <laughs> We have discussed this before. I am not a fan of Christmas music. <laughs> the only Christmas song that I like
2: um, It's Mariah is, Carey.
3: No, no, okay. I, uh, it's Happy Katy Perry from um, 2012. Yeah, yeah, that's also true. Happy Xmas by John Lennon, but only the slowed down, reverbed version. Um, and I also like the new Eleanor Rigby, um, the remastered version that uh, cody fry did that's a really good one it's not necessarily a christmas music but it sounds like it would be a christmas so song how do you said, i didn't feel... think
1: eleanor rigby was a christmas song
3: it's not but it sounds like it
1: so
2: how do you feel about little timmy <laughs> what little timmy how do you feel about it who's li- who's little
3: timmy
0: christmas story christmas carol,
3: uh, christmas christmas carol. carol. Yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah no i hate that movie <laughs> Is, it, Is because it because Scrooge has to give up his ends? money and
0: help other people? Probably, yeah.
1: <laughs> Is it the part where he swims in the money and all the coins? No, oh, like, that's seen, a different story. Really no, 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 that's seen, McDuck.
3: That's, that's the yeah. best. That's the DuckTales. Ooh. And that's a great scene.
1: Have you guys seen the new animated DuckTales? No. It's no. actually legit. It's actually really good. I, seen, like, I wanted to purely
0: because David Tennant plays Scrooge.
1: Yep, that's why I watched it. <laughs>
0: Good to know it holds up.
1: (laughs) It holds up. I mean,
0: then again, I don't think I've ever seen anything with David Tennant where I've been like, that wasn't good. (laughs) True. I don't know if he's just that kind of a picky actor that just won't do stuff that he doesn't really think is going to be awesome. Or if I think it's it's like he 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 literally can make anything be amazing.
1: (laughs) Yep. I think that's probably it. Anyway, back to musicals and uh, the- <laughs> so ends
0: William's journey of this episode.
1: Yeah, we established that you don't like the little children or singing or any joy. Uh, and that Scrooge Christmas is your, your, yeah, yeah, your soul twin. I will agree with you, though, that I'm not a huge. I love Christmas. I love like the holidays. and I love like the atmosphere of Christmas. Um, but I do I'm not a huge Christmas music fan. Like I'll hear, and I think it's because it's pushed on me so much. (laughs) Like as soon as Thanksgiving is over, all the radio stations are playing Christmas music literally at my job the day after Thanksgiving, all they've been playing since has been Christmas music over the speakers so much that we had to turn the speakers off in our department because it was driving us crazy. So like, I get that.
0: Your business plays music over the speakers while everyone's working?
1: Yeah, not like super loud. Is that
0: all the time? Yeah. I've never worked anywhere that did that. (laughs) I mean, other than like a retail
1: store. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just like throughout the whole office building. But yeah, we we literally have it turned off or so low that it's really, really hard to hear unless you're really listening. But so I kind of I kind of get that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I understand yeah, the difference. I mean, there is a very big difference between child music or music performed by children, rather, and, I mean, or the typical stuff that you hear on the radio. I mean, there's a very significant difference in the maturity of the sound. So I understand there you having a preference between the two. That's totally fine. It's just I don't think I've actually heard someone before who didn't like this, the sound of children singing, like usually it's the other way around. They're like, man, I love it when children sing, uh, but way more no. than when, you know, some old fart does. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> if, if I was in a nursing home and children came
3: to sing, I would absolutely just ask the nurse to end my life <laughs>
0: and say, just, just go ahead and end it now. Wow. Speaking of ending life uh so (laughs) i i please
1: don't use that transition (laughs) i don't know where this is going please don't
0: (laughs) but it 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 fits though i've been waiting to talk about this for a while you guys know uh some of the events that happened around larson's death
2: you mean Um, like how he died or that
0: i'll just tell you so i mean he he died the night before rent was going to be performed uh, actually it wasn't even going to be performed on Broadway the next day. It was an off Broadway production still at that point. Mm. It wasn't, that was in January. It wasn't till I think April. I don't actually have that in front of me, but I'm remembering that off the top of my head. Anyway, it was a couple months later before it transitioned to Broadway. Uh, so he actually doesn't even know that he had a Broadway musical. Not only did he not see it, he never even knew that it happened. Uh,
1: yeah that's insane. yeah uh,
0: that's really sad. It's super sad, especially this next part. So he, how he died was from an aortic dissection, which I don't know what exactly that is. it's different than a heart attack. uh but it was actually believed to be caused by marathon syndrome. and what's crazy is that he had been going to the doctor. For several days prior to like the hospital and having doctors look at him and he got x-rays and that kind of stuff because he was having chest pains and dizziness and shortness of breath. So he knew something was wrong and they kept saying they couldn't find anything on the x-ray or electrocardiogram or anything like that and just said, well, you're putting on a huge performance for off-Broadway because that would have been his first time doing having one of his written plays be on off-Broadway. And it could probably be the flu. So you probably you probably have the flu or stress and then he died. (laughs) And in autopsy, they think. That he probably died as a complication of Marathon syndrome from this aortic dissection and are fairly confident, not about the Marathon thing, that's a theory, but fairly confident that if the doctors had caught it it could have been repaired surgically and he would have lived and been fine. <laughs> so it's, that's absolutely awful. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty depressing. Well, it's just, it,
3: it makes you wonder like if it was induced or something was induced by just kind of the stress of what he was going through at that time, like having a production going to be performed on off Broadway or whatever like that probably is a lot of stress on somebody. And I don't like you said. I don't know exactly what it was. From what I read, it was sort of like it's sort of like a brain aneurysm,
2: but in the heart. Yeah. So it's it just seems like probably some of that was
3: induced by what he was going through at the time, which is even
1: it's it's sad. I'm sure it certainly didn't help the stress yeah. that he was under. Didn't help his condition, whatever it might have been. And yeah, the if the movie depicts it in the in the accuracy and the truth that I think it does, he went this guy went through a lot Um, and he you know, he's it's a classic. It's a very classic, like starving artist, struggling artist story, very amped up, I think, by the time that he was living in Mm -hmm. and the friends that he had and uh, who he associated with. And yeah, it really gave like a really good insight to like what was going on at the time. And he w- he had a lot of friends dying from uh, medical uh, complications that could have been prevented had, had had things been different in that time. And that was that that was really hard to watch, like that character go through that. Losing all of his friends and like also like trying to survive in the city and but also become something more than just somebody living in New York and you know, working for a, a paycheck or settling for a job that he knew he could make money for or with to support himself. But he had this internal need to to perform and to write and to uh, become something great, which I, I think as people that are artists can definitely, definitely associate with and relate to quite a bit. Well,
3: that made me so the the scene in the movie where he kind of settles at this job, but then he decides to move on from it. It makes you wonder like how many people are in that position that if they were to, and not saying that they don't try hard enough, but if they were to like say you know no i'm not going to i'm not going to settle for this like how much content we would eventually have from these people cuz there there are so many people out there that are so talented and that are so good at what they do but that doing what he did is kind of is not the best option for everybody at every time so like maybe you have to provide for yourself and and you have to you're forced to take this way out basically that uses your skills, but doesn't use it to the full potential instead of taking that leap of faith and just going all in on what you're doing. um, And like how, how much these people could make, but they just don't have the
0: opportunity to. A lot of that was hard to watch. I mean, the, the stuff going on with his friends was definitely difficult to get through. I mean, when the stuff comes out about uh, Michael, Mm -hmm. that was rough i mean he was he was absolutely my favorite character in the movie and so when that came out i mean it was a really good gut blow (laughs) that i was not expecting at all Uh, and i don't know if that was i don't know what all of this is actually in the play because the way i understand it, the play is only three actors is that right william
1: I think it was, it was suppo- originally. Yeah, it was supposed to be. And then they they expanded the cast. Oh, OK. So the play yeah. has
0: all of these or most of these characters in it now. A lot of them. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Because it was
3: originally because they show what the original was supposed to be in the movie as well, where it's him and the piano and then it's the Vanessa Hutchins and the other guy. I right. think it's originally what it
1: was supposed to be, um, which is well, he 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 saw it first and wrote it first as a one man act. Yeah, it was literally okay. just and then him at first. Expanded it, yeah, to to three person, and then later on, it was expanded into like a full cast of uh, actors and yeah. musical actors.
0: But anyway, I say that to say I don't know if Michael was in the the current play uh, version or not, but his role and the actor who played him did a fantastic job of really showing. The other side of the coin of Jonathan Larson, I mean, Larson chose to stay as an artist and I mean, a starving artist, I mean, almost literally. (laughs) And whereas Michael chose to give up arts to get a stable job and went that Mm -hmm. direction. And I think the way that it goes through everything, I actually think both of them made the correct decision for themselves. I mean, like neither one of them was wrong and the other one was right. They were both right for them. And so, I mean, it was all of that was great. But then, I mean, Michael having the stuff that goes on with him, that was. Very well done and out of left field, I wasn't expecting it at all, and it it hurt like it was. I mean, they intended it to hurt.
1: (laughs) Well, that was a that was a pivotal point of the movie. So so Michael was played by Robin de Jesus. Um, He was an incredible actor. And yeah, he, his character, Michael, he takes a job. He he kind of gives up the artist's life and he and uh, Jonathan Larson, Andrew Garfield's character, the main character kind of come, come to blows at one point. Um, and it really like, there's a lot of friction with their friendship because of the different paths that they took. And then it comes out later on that uh, Michael is diagnosed with HIV and this is as Jonathan Larson is coming in kind of like rock bottom. And he, he's trying to get this job after he's been rejected by these producers. When he, when he does his presentation for his musical and his agent calls and, um, she's like, yeah, they congratulations on a great show or a great presentation. Uh, they, they can't wait which, to see what you do next. And he's like, well, what do you mean? What do I do? What do I do next? Like, what do they think about this one? What about this one? And she's like, you should start working on the next one. And he just like hits rock bottom and he comes to Michael and uh, he's begging for like this job in, in this advertising space. And. You know, they. The, the previous interaction that they had was not not a friendly one. And then it kind of just like all comes to a head when Michael reveals that that he might have this this disease that several of their friends, their mutual friends had died from like recently in the past. Yeah. And it kind of brings them back together. And the doctor, I
0: think, had said that he had a few months to a year at best and. Yeah, it's a, it's a very emotional moment. Uh, something I like. Yeah, it's heavy. I like to point out, though, was you're right. The last like big interaction they had was also them coming to heads, and you at this point realize part of that is because of this HIV diagnosis that Larson didn't know about.
1: Didn't the, yeah? The, the the Michael he was was, was basically
0: reaching out for help, and Larson was too involved in what he was doing and didn't wasn't there for his friend. What I found so cool, though, was between that interaction and this interaction after the performance, Michael shows up at the performance to support his friend anyway and is the, the one standout from amongst Larson's crew that is there no matter what. I mean, it really doesn't matter. I mean, not that the other people were like bad friends or anything, but they had a lot going on in their life, too. Well, Michael did as well, but he was there anyway (laughs) and really uh, was able to give that support for for his friend that he wanted to see succeed. And so it was like I said, he's absolutely my favorite character because of the relationship and bond that the two of them have and the way he chooses to express that to Jonathan uh and yeah it it hurts when you find out that he's almost he certainly also gonna a, die
1: had an incredible voice yeah mm-hmm. he did like i when he started singing right after that part at the climax in the movie and he starts belting out um i don't even remember the line or the song or what, what the song was called but it like gave me chills because i was like oh man because like the emotion so the this the sound of both of their voices on top of the emotion that you just experienced was like, Whoa. Yeah. It was, it was very impactful. I agree. And, and see, maybe that's really the, the theme
0: of this movie is impactful or not the theme, but I mean, the message that I would leave listeners to is it's fantastic because of how impactful it is all the way through. I mean, even if you're not a starving artist or have never been a starving artist or have ever really been felt like you needed to make that choice of
2: passion versus stability, it still is very grounded
0: in reality and really is good at conveying the emotions of everyone, all the parties involved, uh, whether that's with Larson or Michael or the, the girlfriend or any of the other friends it's very well done very impactful uh and i mean it sounds like oh yeah the climax of the movie was kind of depressing i mean larson didn't get his uh his musical put on broadway a producer didn't want it his best friends dying okay yeah thanks for recommending this wonderful uplifting movie uh But it, it it does. I mean, that's that's the climax. But there, it keeps going. I mean, you get to see Larson have success with the three person version of Tick Tick Boom that he has before it goes off Broadway. Uh, and, and it's you see the reconciliation and the support that all the the characters and Michael and Larson have for each other after this moment in the climax. It's it's all actually very sweet and very well resolved. I think for what the story is i mean it's not a feel good yeah let's let's all go celebrate life kind of movie but it is very real and deals with these very heavy things in uh, a very careful and well uh, well thought out manner
1: grounded was a good a good description for it it's very relatable even if you yeah, like you said, if you even if you're not like a very artistic person, the problems that these all of these people, these characters were dealing with that were real people, by the way, not just characters, like are extremely relatable. It's the day-to-day, the how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to keep my electricity on while still doing something that I love? And, you know, some people choose one path and some people choose the other. But... Uh, but yeah, and then on top of that, you get to hear uh, some amazing music. Yep,
0: one of the most relatable lines I think I had in the whole movie, and was so hilarious as well, was one of the scenes where uh, Larson is in the diner, and it's super busy. It might have been on the Sunday thing. I don't. I don't remember when exactly it was, but and he's talking on the phone. He's like reservations no we don't take reservations we're a diner i mean <laughs> and that was like one of the most <laughs> relatable lines i mean I was working in customer service for a significant portion of my life in whatever field that happened to be because customer service permeates almost everything now mm-hmm. i i mean i can't even describe how many times i've been asked that question i mean it wasn't literally about reservations at a diner but i've been asked that really just asinine question that is so infuriating when you're at the the end <laughs> of your rope already, <laughs> and yeah, and then this is probably the fourth time today someone has asked you that. And you're like, okay, can you please turn your brain on before you speak? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I was I like, like, oh, <laughs> yep, yep, I get that one.
3: <laughs> I liked the line in the song where he was complaining about the people coming in and drinking coffee when they could drink it at their house for like. Free. yeah <laughs> and it's like you know that like why are you out right now <laughs> i i feel that all the time at, at the restaurant i work at right now i had a dude come in to red robin the other day literally to order coffee and i was like why are you here and it was like right as we were about to close too and he sat there for like an hour i didn't know you was even like, had coffee at red robin <laughs> like we have to make it every time because nobody ever orders it <laughs> so but like yeah dude comes in at like nine thirty to order coffee and just sits there for an hour. And we're like,
1: why are you here right now? (laughs) I bet you that dude has a great life story and you should, next time he comes in, just sit down with him in the booth and ask him what's, what's going on. And record it
0: (laughs) and record it. (laughs) Maybe. And then we'll talk about it on the podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. Real quick. Couple questions. First off, simple question. Would you watch this again? Yes. Agreed. I would, too. Um, in fact, I probably definitely will watch this again, probably pretty soon, because that's how much you enjoyed it. Like, yeah, I agree. I And I did not, like I said earlier, I did not expect to enjoy this movie that much.
0: Well, good. I'm glad you watched it.
1: Yeah, I am, too. I think Andrew Garfield knocked it out of the park.
0: Yeah, I think everybody
1: from
2: all
0: facets of what it takes to make a movie. All of the departments did fantastic. I mean, there was nothing about the movie that I watched and was like, you know, the dialogue there could have been better or, man, what kind of a wardrobe choice was that? I mean, everything was fantastic. Uh, Yeah, It just
1: worked. Yeah. Yeah. Everything fit really well. And just to quickly mention, there were a lot of people from the musical theater world in this movie, like people from the original rent cast, people that, obviously had worked with Lynn manuel Miranda before like Philip, uh, Sue was in there. Um, as well as Renee, I forgot her last name. Um, they were both from Hamilton. Uh, two of the Skylar sisters were like in yep. like diner Patriot patrons. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then like a lot of the people in the diner were from like rent and other musical theater. Uh, performances, which was, I thought was pretty cool.
0: I, I watched a video where, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda and Andrew Garfield were both breaking down the, uh, the scene in, uh, that's the party in, uh, Andrew Garfield's character's house or apartment.
1: Oh, yeah. That was really good. Yeah. And R- Renee Goldsberry. Sorry. Just want to make sure I get her name right. Who was that one? Uh, phillipa sue and renee goldsberry were both in uh hamilton and they were in the diner scene
0: Uh, but so when they're in that scene singing the the uh oh shoot i just forgot the word for it now
2: you notice uh listeners that we do that a lot especially me
1: uh (laughs) we all we all do it we're like you know that thing that that, you you know What is the, the thing, thing? I was just thing? thinking about and I forgot because I had to say it out loud.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh but but singing the Oh man, this is gonna kill me. The
1: I wish I could help you, but I have no idea where you're going with this. Yeah.
0: The song <laughs> that they're singing that not the day that he sings in the apartment when they're having the party.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, the 3090 one?
0: No. No, no it's uh, the the word I keep thinking of is gypsy that is not the correct word but you know the the traveling artist concept that's what the song is oh my god this is gonna kill me.
3: uh bo? <laughs> no not both. oh bohemian
0: bohemian thank you bohemian yeah <laughs> yeah yes the, the the bohemian song so first of all that whole scene is amazing
2: but yeah. A, yeah, apparently really
0: every person in that scene is like someone significant in larson's life all the way down to most of them are actors playing these roles of these significant people. There are two that are actually significant people who knew Lars knew and worked with Larson. So when he's singing, naming people around the room and you literally has to name every single person in the room. Uh, Also, they shot that as a one shot, by the way, which is really, that was really fun. Uh, But as he's naming everyone in the room, the last two he names are his, what I think in the show, if I'm remembering correctly, are supposed to be his neighbors that are like a lesbian couple. Those two women are actually people who knew and worked with Larson pre his death, uh, and worked on I think helped him work on Rent maybe. Uh, but oh, so wow. that was really cool that those those two women are actually people who like knew not larson. characters yeah, they are not they characters people, they or, are yeah. not actors they are literally people <laughs> that worked with that larson. Knew him. yeah
1: that's really cool and so
0: they totally made everyone in that room was significant to his to larson but were all played by characters the neighbors were totally made up to put two actual real people who knew him and were significant to him in the scene which was really hmm.
1: cool that's awesome
2: Next question. Favorite part.
0: I think I already answered this, so I'll go first. There's, I mean, almost all of it. If I had to pick one, it's the, the relationship song when it's just too. Correct and relatable and also hilarious at the same time. I mean, some Mm -hmm. of the facial expressions that both of them make are hilarious, but especially Hudgens on that scene. There are so many yeah. times where she looks so ridiculously unhinged while she's singing this song with just her facial expressions. It's just the way she's holding her eyes and mouth, and that is it. Because <laughs> they're just standing on sitting on stools and are acting yeah. stuff out. It's I, I was very impressed. I liked that scene a lot.
3: Um, I would say either the the Boho Days, the Bohemia song, or. Um oh uh, what was the other one? Uh yeah, 3090. I like that one too. I I'd, I'd say those are probably my two favorite.
1: Yeah, the 3090 was really good. I think that my favorite part, my favorite song was also the relationship song. But my favorite parts of the movie is very close to that where They're performing it and then you are seeing flashes in between the actual fight with him and his girlfriend Mm -hmm. and him acting out this song on stage and then it comes to a point where they're back in the apartment and Susan says are you thinking about how to make this into a song?
0: Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, what? (laughs) No!
1: (laughs) That was probably my favorite part of the whole movie. I was just like oh it's so good like yeah, I guess we and if you if you are an artist of any sort you know yeah. that like you're always looking for something in your real life to like draw inspiration from and it was just so funny because I-, I just related to that so hard when, he, when she was like where are you, where are you right now like yeah. what are you <laughs> thinking about are you actually trying to make this into a song and he's like
2: no <laughs> <laughs>
0: what would ever make you think I would choose my art above being in the moment with you? <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. I, okay. My, my favorite brain, my favorite scene, I would say is the, the scene where he's uh, swimming and the, oh, the lyrics man. come in the bottom of the pool. That, that was, was, that cool. was so yeah, when the cool. sheet music
0: appears on the, the floor of the pool.
3: I, I actually he forgot pa- about that. Until I thought you said in that, that part he passed out because it's like he's like swimming really hard and he like doesn't come up and take a breath and all of a sudden he's just like floating there. I thought the point was like he passed out in the pool, but then it turns out like it it continues on and he like swims to the bottom or whatever. But like I was like,
0: oh no, like, <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh, is this when neat. he dies? Nothing yeah, is even happening. Yeah, this when he dies? in the climax of the story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah,
3: I liked that scene. I thought that was cool.
1: Yeah, visually, that was amazing. That was really incredible. I liked when he first swam down there and he he saw the thirty on the bottom, Mm -hmm. which was obviously very representative of the time in his life that he was in. Uh, He was about to turn thirty and like hadn't accomplished anything, quote unquote, and he was like really hard on himself. And then he wipes it away, and it was like the musical note, and then it zooms out, and you see all the sheet music. That was really neat. That's cool.
0: Yeah, I. One the relationship song, I've figured out what its title is. It's called Therapy. Uh, two, <laughs> how fair Yeah. Uh, two, I don't know that we've really talked about this part of the movie, but that scene, the therapy scene, is one example of it. But it's used all over the place. The masterful intertwining of timelines, because the mm-hmm. movie takes place in like at least three different points in Larson's life and jumps pretty seamlessly back and forth between them, relating topics and stuff. Uh, it, it was very well done. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah, that we, we really didn't touch on that. I, I kind of talked about it when I was talking about it, flashing back and forth between the actual fight and the song that they were performing. But yeah, from beginning to end, it's Larson telling his story through his new musical Tick Tick Boom and then as it relates to his real life, it cuts back to the actual like sections of his life where you're seeing the experience that led up to him writing the song yeah. for the most part. Yeah, and I don't really amazing. I don't
0: know how much of that was just the the writing. I mean, that that was something that Miranda got handed on a silver platter and just had to not mess it up. Or if a lot of the seamless movement between the different timelines was the him or was Miranda or not? I don't know wh- who gets the credit for that, but it was very, very well both yeah, I, written and executed. I would like executed. to see the actual.
3: I would like to see the actual musical now, just so I can see like how much, like you said, how much of that was for the movie, or how much of that was like already written into the the play itself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, if you had to give it a uh, a rating,
0: what would you say? I'm trying to remember what my rating system was last time because we each had different ones. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, yeah, well, this
1: is a completely different movie, though, so you have to come up with a new rating system. There. See, the last one was Dune, so one of us had
0: sandworms. That was me. <laughs> uh,
1: you you used the helicopter things. Oh, the, Ornithopter. The dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the Ornithopters. That was it,
0: yep. Okay, how many Ornithopters am I going to give this one <laughs>
3: I would I would give this one uh, nine out of ten musical notes.
2: Nah, I feel like that was a cop out, but that's fine.
1: Yep, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the easiest. That's the one. easy one, suckers.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm gonna stick with ornithopters. Uh, I'm
2: <laughs> why?
0: Because that has it's nothing my, to do with this. I you know, no, 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 no. I'm setting a precedent. Every single movie we do a review for, I'm gonna use the same rating system and it's oh, going to no. be good because people won't have a clue what's going on and they'll have to go back and listen to the earlier ones. I'm building oh, so you're doing in, it for our algorithm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm doing He's this. I'm doing this movie review thing notes, on another so level than you guys. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. He's also stalling for me because I'm trying to think of something to give the rating. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. I, I would say I, I would probably give it nine out of ten ornithopters as well. Not, nine out of ten is pretty... <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, (laughs) It was very, very good. There was basically nothing I could pick at of saying it could have been done better this way or whatever. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it was literally perfect and therefore deserved a 10 out of 10. But I mean, it was it was close. So I'll give it a nine. Dude, I vamped for a while
1: there. You need to have your system by now. yeah i would say i actually do have it now i'm trying to think of a rating (laughs) um so i think that i would give it like eight and a half out of ten uh cups of diner coffee (laughs) like really like super black no sugar no cream diner coffee uh Which sometimes sometimes is better than like Starbucks. I agree. Just a nice, a nice strong cup of diner coffee. Yeah,
2: I
0: love a good cup of diner coffee, especially like
1: really late at night or really early in the morning. It just wakes you right up. I agree. But yeah, I I think eight eight and a half. I mean, there's very little wrong with it. I think if I were to watch it again, my rating would go a little bit higher, uh, just because I know like what to expect now, and I I kind of went into it kind of. Unenthused about it, um, but but now after seeing it, I'm like, yeah, I really want to watch that again. So I, I think there's a little bit of room for improvements, but I, I couldn't tell you like what that improvement was to be honest with me. <laughs> well, or, to be honest with you, like truthfully, I'm just like I gotta watch it one more time to like have a solid idea of what I would rate it. But for now, I'm gonna stick with the 8.5 uh, diner coffees. So this this is a
0: question that I have for you two. What does a 10 out of 10 look like? Like, can you name a 10 out of 10 movie? I mean, it doesn't have to be a musical, but I mean, something that you would say was completely flawless. Yes. There's no way it yes. could have been done better.
1: Yes. I, I have my 10 out of 10 movie of all time. It's been the same for a long time. Okay. what is And it, it? is count of Monte Cristo. Uh, really? The new one. Yeah. The new one? The newer one. So, uh, the 2002 with Jim Caviezel and Guy Pierce, Counting Monte Cristo, is probably one of the best movies I've ever seen. Writing, acting, the plot line of that movie has everything you could ever want in a movie.
2: I've Have you seen, seen it? it?
0: So, not the 2021 with Guy There's Pierce. a 2021. What? Yeah, yeah. There was one in. No. Really? Oh no! I'm sorry. This is why did it say 2020 on the other one?
1: No, I'm just dyslexic no, it's tonight. 2002. It's 2002. Dyslexic. It 2002. I'm dyslexic. Oh, I was like Guy Pierce redid it <laughs> last year. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the 2002 version with Jim Caviezel and Guy Pierce is. On my top five of all time, and I don't know that I could find a flaw in that movie. And if you've never seen that movie, you guys and listeners, please go and watch that movie. See, I think it's fantastic. I think I watched this
0: movie in high school after reading The Count of Monte Cristo, and I don't remember being overly impressed. Now, that could have been because... I was watching a movie in school and that just meant it was time. Finally, I could take a break and just check it out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So maybe I wasn't really paying attention at all. And that's why I was like, eh, whatever <laughs> about
1: it. I've seen this movie several times and it, it holds up every time. Okay. In my opinion. Well,
3: I have are to go back and making watch it, a then. remake of it.
1: They are doing a remake.
3: Uh, well, that came out in 2013. So that might have just never happened.
1: Uh, probably for the best. It could not beat this one.
0: Okay, the top question for people also ask when I searched Count of Monte Cristo. The top question was: Is Count of Monte Cristo a true story? And is
1: Count of Monte Cristo the greatest movie of all time? Just <laughs> c- what I thought you're. Listeners,
0: say. in case you were wondering, uh, it is not. But it was inspired by the real
2: life story of a vengeful shoemaker. Yeah, so that's in my head that is like
1: pretty close to like pinnacle of at least for plot and things like that, like writing and plot, I think is incredible.
3: I don't know that there's a movie I could just name off the top of my head that I would give a 10.
0: Yeah, see, I'm in the same boat. There were a lot of movies that I think were amazing. And honestly, I guess if I'm really trying to stick to a like a universal scale. There's probably a lot of movies I can think of that are in my opinion are better than this movie. And therefore I probably into the
1: spider verse. This one.
0: uh, Oh, that one is good.
1: Uh, (laughs) That's also on my top 10.
0: So I probably really need to bump this down to closer to where Jackson had it to being like an eight or an eight and a half purely because I need to have some headroom. (laughs) Not because there's anything wrong with it that I'm just now realizing, but there are things I enjoy a whole lot more
1: you're just you're just saving that 10. right and,
0: but I just really in can't case we review one of a of an actual ten, which is why I need nine free so I can stick the things I like better than this movie there.
1: Where would you rate like the original Star Wars trilogy? probably
0: in I don't know, that's pretty hard.
1: That's that's another that's another episode, right?
0: Yeah, I'll give you the short
1: version. We we can't get into that. Depending
0: on how you rate it, if you're rating it based on the day it was made, probably ten. If you're rating it just in now, I mean, even watching it and what it means, it's very significant. But I would probably put it at like a seven or an eight.
2: Okay, that's fair. What about Lord of the Rings? that one's a nine
1: <laughs> no hesitation no
2: i
0: i i specifically <laughs> when i was thinking about this that was one of the the movies that i was thinking like okay that's not a 10
1: but it's yeah.
2: good <laughs>
1: okay well it's good to know it's good to get like established like what our bar right. is. yeah except for yeah. So maybe who, i'm still waiting for
0: my 10 not I don't, I don't
1: you should think about it though i, I, I should get back to us next time uh Next time we do a movie review, we should definitely have a bar to uh, reach for. I will. I will.
0: Well, thank you again, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Amateur Hour. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about a movie that you could have probably better spent your time just going and watching it yourself (laughs) and forming your own opinion. But we appreciate that you. Value our opinion value our so opinion. much <laughs> that you took this time to listen to us talk about it instead of seeing it yourself or in addition to seeing it yourself. So, like I said, thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Jackson, where can people get into contact with us if they want to send us an email?
1: Yes. Again, our email is info at amateurhourpod.com. Please send us uh, your thoughts, questions, uh, topics, topic ideas. Yeah.
0: Yep. And, and Twitter at Amateur underscore pod. Amateur underscore pod. Very nice. Well, uh, thank you again for being here. Hope you will catch us next week. If you haven't already, final reminder: go give us a review, give us uh, some a star rating, tell your friends about uh, the podcast. The more people that get involved with listening the more we can bounce ideas around and be able to get feedback from you. And hopefully the better the show will become. So we really appreciate you doing all of those things.
2: Thanks again for listening. Hope you have a great evening. See it. Bye guys.